All right, let's get to the We're starting the Gemara on Chaf Alf Amr Bays, right where the Mishnah ends. We'll just review the Mishnah outside in order to not review it inside. So you don't want to write a get while it's Mechubber on anything that's Mechubber. Karkar, if you wrote it on something that's Mechubber, you have to take it off, and then if you sign it, it's still going to be kosher. Obviously, there's an inherent contradiction in the Mishnah. If you write it on something that's Mechubber, Karkar, it's a puzzle, it's not a puzzle. I mean, make up your mind. That's going to be the first question, and then we're going to have if you read the apostles, unless you have the ksiva and the chasimah walls with talosh. And then the Gemara said, we don't say it says you're not allowed to write on a naya mochik, on an erased document, not on diftera, because it's easily forgeable, if that's a word. And the Chacham holds its kasha, we'll see in the Gemara what that means. So, the Gemara kasha, the second case, the second line of the mission is if you wrote up a mechubur, talosha, the chasimah, the chasimah, the chasimah, the chasimah, the chasimah, you got to make up your mind, which one is it? Amr, the chasimah, in a get, there's two parts. Tariff and Tafis. One part is standard, legalese, and one part is specific for this couple, this junction in life, getting divorced. So the Tariff, says, says Rashi, If he left the Tariff, the part that has the important elements to it, which is the husband, the wife, the date, the location, etc. If you left that empty, Siddish can get. So therefore, when you, even though you wrote the whole legalese, maybe in the middle, but five seconds. <laughs> five seconds. <laughs> since since you detached it before you wrote the Torah part, the halacha is going to be it's kasha. Says the Gemara, "V'chayd Amr Abelaza, Amr Abayshaya, V'hushishay Makim Atayif, V'chayd Amr Rabba Bachan, Amr Yochanan, V'hushishay Makim Atayif." But there's a caveat. This only goes with Shittas Rebbe that we had already like five times in this Masechta. We're going to have it another five times in this Masechta. That the Amar Eide Misiri Karasi. It has to be like Rebbe Lazar holds Eide Misiri Karasi. He says Rashi. Rebbe Lazar, he must listen. The boy Ksiva Betolish. He holds that the writing has to be when it's detached. The Darush Vikasav Dekro Aksav Aget. The Pasuk says Vikasav. You have to write. What, what does Vikasav mean? You have to write the entire document or you have to sign the document. So if you hold Eidim Messiri Karasi, then you have to write the entire document. If you hold Eidim Chasimah Karasi, then you have to write the signatures only. So the so the Kasav the Kro Aksav Aget Veloya Chasimah Sa Eidim Reblazi the Amar Chasimah Sa Get Eidim and Atayro Elam Pratikin Oilam Hilkach the Kasav the Kro Aksav Aget Koi says Rashi. So the Kasav in the Pasuk is going on Aksav Aget. So if you learn Reblazi the Amar Eidim Messiri Karasi, then the mission makes a lot of sense. Valchi Karmar, and now you plug in all the details of the mission as well. And Kaisvin Teufis, Really, you shouldn't write even the legalese on it because you might end up writing also the base, the elements that are essential in the get, and therefore that would be a problem. But Kaisvin Teufis, if you did write those parts, the Teufis, but Tolshay Kaisvin Teufis and Rastila, then Kasher. That's Mahalach number one. She does Rabbi and a couple of other Amaroim said Mahalach number one. It's Rebbe Lazuhi, and it's a Talking about Teufis versus Teirif. Teufis writing should not be a problem. You shouldn't do it like a But if you did it, it's not a problem. But the Teirif would be problematic. Rishlokish says a different shot. Chasomoy Shaninu. We're talking about the signing. When the, when the Mishnah says, En Kaisim Mchubur, Ksiva does not mean the writing of the get, it means the signing of the get. So Chasomoy Shaninu. Vremehi the Amma Edechsimakarasi says Rashi, Chasomoy Shaninu. Besefer the Masdisen, where the Mishnah says Tolshoi Chasmoi Venasin La Kasher, 
I don't care. You could have written the entire get while it was attached. Remeir only cares that the signature should happen when it's attached. You can write the Torah, you can write the Torah, just don't sign the get. So when the Mishnah says, so it's Shittas Remeir, that says, And now you plug in the Mishnah as follows. You're not know to write the Torah part because we're worried that you're going to finish up the whole document. You can even have the sign part also happen while it's attached. But because we're worried, and you made sure that chasmai afterwards then it's going to be kosher. Well, so we have two machos in the Mishnah. Are we talking about teifus? Everybody holds, but the evidence is okay. Chasimah, everybody holds, even with the evidence puzzle. The shal is going to be if you have the teirif written or not. So if you learn teirif is going to be problematic, according to Rabbi Lazar, yes, because the teirif is. The cuss of law is talking about the Torah if I get. That if you write while it's attached, it's problematic. But according to Rebbe, I don't care if you write the Torah. I mean, I'd rather you don't. But at the end of the day, if you did it, I don't care. As long as you signed it when it was detached. So we said before that, that you wrote the Torah, that you did, you left the Torah. Then we said Rebbe Lazar. Really, it could also be Rebbe, just that you could even write the Torah. That's what we're saying. Again. In the first half, we said that, that you shashayim right? right? You said Rabbi Lazari. Right. Surely that fits with Rameir also. This Rameir would hold you can even right. That's what we're saying in the second. Um, as long as the signatures aren't. Right. right. I mean, you, you would not write the tariff and sign it before you write the tariff? Obviously not. Correct. Correct. Nu'alacha. And this will lead to a little bit of a off-topic conversation for a little bit. A guy took a flower pot, but it was an attached flower pot. I knew there was a hole in the bottom where it was getting nutrients from the karka, and he broke, broke off a piece, oh, before breaking off a piece. He wrote on the flower pot itself, so Why? What's the deal? You can pick it up and you can give it. Now, what's the, what's the chiddush? We learned yesterday in the Gemara on two days ago, it has to be no mechusik tzitzah. There can't be any cutting lacking in between. Essentially, when he hands her over the flower pot, he's detaching it from its source of life. But not really necessarily, because as long as it's over the ground, it's still maybe attached, it's getting nutrients. Look at Rashi. The shakalei, last Rashi on the page. The shakalei lekulei atzitz. Ve'en ka mechusik tzitzah. Ve'en lochu shem Says Rashi, why aren't you worried that the guy's going to just break off a part of the pot that has the words on it. And that will be Mechusek Tzitzah. Actually, don't have to worry about that because nobody's breaking pots. That's, that's not a normal thing to do. And therefore, don't know it. This gets into an interesting conversation. Big Machlikis Rishayinim regarding writing a get. The guy writes it on a fax paper. A long document. Then he just like trims it. Was that Mechusek Tzitzah or was it not Mechusek? Did, did, did that ruin the get? Or if a guy wrote it and it was too big and couldn't fit it into his pocket. So he started trimming off the sides just to you know, is that a problem or not? It's based on the sugya. We're not going to get into the halacha l'maisa because hopefully it's halacha l'maisa. But that being said, those that need to deal with the halacha l'maisa should know the halacha. But that's based out of this conversation. This is all when you write it on the pottery itself. But what happens if he writes it on a leaf in that flower pot? There's, there's a, obviously a flower and takes one of the leaves and it's a big leaf and he writes a, a get on it. 
So here we have Machlokes Amarim. Abaya Amar Kasher, Virava Amar Pasal. Abaya Amar Kasher, the Shakalei, the Yohavla Nehala. He picks up the Atzitz and he gives her, and he gives her the whole thing. He's not trimming the flower off it. He's just giving her the whole thing, and therefore. It's no different than if you wrote it on the Cheres. You wrote it on the Allah. We know you can write in Allah. We learned already in the Mishnah, Allah, Allah shall zayas. So you wrote it on Allah, shall it's not you. No problem. But Rav I'm worried that he might cut off that thing. And therefore it's going to be Ketzitza, which is, Misha, you not have a Ketzitza in between. Therefore, I don't allow you to even write it on the thing because I'm worried you might go ahead and cut it. Even if you weren't planning, you might do it. Now, Oh, very, very, very important. Because if it's Atzish and Anakov, then anyways, doesn't matter. When I when I detach it, I'm not detach. Oh no, you're asking a good question. I thought you're not, mm. asking a good question. If it's Atzish and Anakov, it should be the same exact thing, because it's still Mochasik Tzitzah. It's living in the pot. Pot. I think it's a good art. I don't know. That's already considered crop. No. Well, it's still growing in the pot. You have flowers growing in the pot. What's the difference if it's attached to the ground or if it's, it's self-contained nutrients in the pot? I think that's a good arm. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I don't know. That's a good question. Okay. Very good. We have to, to try to see if we can figure out an answer to that. On that, no, Dumar says, let's talk about Atzat Snuckers a little bit. Because where else are you going to talk about it in Shas? So, Gutten Chavbez sounds like a very good spot. One guy owns the pot and one guy owns the seeds. Okay. And now, one wants to sell to the other. The pot owner wants to sell the pot to the seed guy. Or the seed guy wants to sell his seeds to the pot owner. He's like, this, this partnership is not working out. Let's, let's just figure it out. Someone wants to buy the other one out. So, what needs to be done? So, I'm sorry. If the, the pot is selling to the seed guy, he's doing a mashikha on it, and it's all good. Because you can do mashikha, it's a davar metaltal. It's something that you do mashikha, and it's all, it's all good. But if it's the other way around, but if the seed guy is selling to the pot guy, so it's karka. Karka, you can't do mashikha on karka. You have to do chazaka. But karka has to be nicked with chazaka. So you have to make a chazaka in the Zoram. Says Rashi, second line, But Zoram have a mechubarim. So therefore, You have to prune it. You have to do some type of showing of ownership, which is chazaka. Obviously, we're talking about what there wasn't cash transferred because the Eov Zazi Mikrimikesev. If there was a cash transfer, so then we said it's Mikrimikesev, Gestar, Mikhazako. So technically, you could even do it, you could say another case with the guy gives him 50 bucks or whatever it is, and that transfer happens. But the one I just wanted to bring out this contrast. That's case number one. Case number two. Otzitz Vizroim Shal Echod, Umacharon La'acher. The guy owns the pot, the pot and the flowers inside it. And now he wants to sell it. He puts it up on the market and somebody comes to buy it from his garage sale. So, Once he's kind of the flowers, he's kind of a middle of the flower pot with it. What? 
Tayyip Sisrit asks his question. I was looking in the beginning. He claims that the Tayyip asks you a question on Chavbez Amr Al. Okay, I have to, to look at it. But that being said, good question. That being said, if the person was kind of if the guy made a chazaka in the fl- in the flower, he's kind of artsit. Why? This is the classic You could acquire items that don't have achrayis with it. That's movable items with items that do have achrayis with it, which is non-movable items, real estate. Which means if you acquire the flower, which is Karka, you automatically with it are kind of the pot. That's all in the karka, and therefore that's how it would work. But if he did a chazaka ba'atzitz, if he did a chazaka on the atzitz, he wasn't kind of the atzitz either, till he does chazaka in the zroim, you have to first um, um, be kind of the zroim, because you can't be, you can't be kind of Metaltalin b'chazaka. That's not a mahalach. If you do meshicha, if you do agba, chazaka in a in, in a flower pot is, is not a kenyan. New halacha. Nikvay ba'aretz, v'noyfay b'chutz la'aretz. This person has his flower pot on like on the on the green line. The green line is Eretz Yisrael. On the whatever on the border of Eretz Yisrael. Literally half his flower pot is in Eretz Yisrael, the other half is out. So now the whole where the pot is being yearned from, that's over Eretz Yisrael. But the, the plant is tilting, and the branches are over Jordan, let's say, or over whatever, outside Eretz Yisrael. The question is going to be, what's, what gives? Is it Eretz Yisrael fruit, or is it Chutzla Eretz fruit? Is it Chayim Jumas Amaitris? It's drawing nutrients from Eretz Yisrael, but the branches are over the, over the other part. Therefore, we go, do we go based on the Sherish, or do we go based on the Knife, the 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 branches. So the more brings him out like this. Abaya Amar Basin Nakvaya Zinu. We go based on where the hole is. Rav Amar Basin Knife Zinu. It says the more bid the Asherish. If it literally took root, Kula Amalei Pligi. If it took root, meaning in within the land of Eretz Yisrael itself, there's no question that that's part connected to Eretz Yisrael. That that can't be. Keep Pligi Bidulai Asherish. We're talking about where it didn't take root in Eretz Yisrael itself yet. So. It has to be where it wasn't yet, it didn't yet take root. So the question is, where is the Ikan nutrients coming from? Is it coming from Eretz because the hole is there? Or does it come from Chutzlaret because the branches are over that area? Is that true? If when it took root, they're not arguing? It's also hanging over. That also could draw. Yeah, sure. That's that's part of the issue. That's part of the issue. That partially, partially it's drawing from Kutzaret. The question is only which one is the stronger draw. Even if it's source, then it's still no, because that's for sure where the, where, the, where the draw comes from. If it's if it's it's nishrash already, then the nutrients come. If not a hundred percent, but like ninety percent or whatever it is, mainly from with the, through the hashrasha. Says Robert. Very good. I knew you were going to ask that question because I knew that Marcus in the second paragraph talks about it. Right? For Ir Merklot, very good. 
It's a question that I think Toysus and Marcus asks. I was waiting to hear if you can ask that question. So I knew you were learning Marcus recently. Very good. I think Toysus and, and, and Marcus asks it. I have to look. It's not here. I think it's this over there. Very good question. Well, with Ashish Loipligi, is that true? Ash, when it's Ashish Loipligi, when it takes root, everybody agrees. You have two, two pieces of property. And you have a retaining wall, so to speak, between the two properties. So one property is down here, and one property is up here. And out of the wall is growing vegetables or flowers. Whose vegetable are those? On the one hand, it's coming from the earth of this guy's. On the other hand, it's coming out over this guy, so it's joining also from this. And it's in his ear space also. It's within his area. So whose fruits, whose vegetables are those? So Shtegan is all gavzu. V'yerek ben tayim. There's pickles growing out. I love when people... Yeah, Remeir Aymer Shal Aliyot. Remeir says it's the upper guys. Because we'll see why in a second. Let's leave the because for a second, for a minute. So first of all, we see here it's a case of ashrish, meaning even though the vegetable is also getting its nutrients from the lower field, it's definitely ashrish in the higher field, and yet we have a machlekes. So how can you tell me? Oh, if it's ashrish, kula amale pligi, kula amale pligi. We have a machlekes over here by ashrish. Says Imara, no, that's not a raya. Hasim kedikatani taima. You forgot to end the brisa. And Bryce Remey himself explains himself. Remey says, because if the upper guy would just flatten his property to make it even with the lower guy, would there be vegetables? There would be no vegetables. So therefore, it's therefore Remey holds that that it's 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 Shaltachtin. I'm sorry, Shalyan. Because if he decides to, to, to flatten his property, you get nothing. I'm right behind the um yeah. Is that how it works? And if the lower guy wants to raise his property to the next guy's level, there's also nothing growing there. So I'm not, I'm not sure what exactly you're bringing a proof. So therefore, what I was just pointing out, it's not a machlikis, it's clear not a machlikis in ashrish and ashrish, because the argument seems to be a very different argument. They're arguing about who would, who has a, a more of a bias over it the Hainu, I, I could ruin the grove, so it must be mine. Even though they're both saying good svaras. So I'm not sure why your mayor stuck to his, and Rita stuck to his, because I, I, they each could say the same thing. But the bottom line is, it's not a riot that by Ashris is a machlekes. Okay, so that's not a riot. But if I can't be the Ashris, I believe Elon, Miktsasai, Ba'aretz. You have a tree, it's partially in Eretz Yisrael. U Miktsasai, Bechutz Laaretz. And it's partially outside Eretz so the fruits now are a little bit of a tumtum and andragonist. What's their status? Are they Kedusha Seret Yisrael? Or are they not Kedusha Seret Yisrael? So the first sheet is, yeah, you're right. Each apple you're going to eat, each pear you're going to eat is going to be a little bit of Chutzlar's fruit and a little bit of, a, I don't know to tell you, it's, it's a little bit of a confusing thing. So you're going to have to give, take off Trumas and Maestros, but on the other hand, you might be taking off Trumas and Maestros from Chulun. It's a very complicated halacha. says, I don't know. I, I take a plumb line and I make a line right down the middle. Right over the border. Take a laser, laser light, and say, whatever's on this side of the tree is, and that's just all, whatever's on this side of the tree is, now what's the machlikas? My love. Obviously, we're talking about, seemingly, where some of the 
fruits are growing on this side, and some of the fruits are growing on that side because we have branches that are growing on this side and branches that are growing on that side. So we have here Ashrish and we have a Pligi. It's Pasha. We're talking about what took root in the Stalagri. The fruits are all growing on one side, maybe. But the roots, some of the roots are in Jordan, and some of the roots are in Eretz Yisrael. Says Zimar, okay, my time to Gamliel. So why does Shimon Gamliel say that whatever grows on this side should be, and whatever grows on that side? What does that even mean? I mean, if everything is in the Eretz Yisrael side. Says Zimar, the Mafsik Tsunma. The Hainu is a rock that splits. And therefore, this, it's not shot that it re-mingle or it mingles in the trunk. Because even in the trunk of the tree, the roots that come from Jordan are separate and unique from the roots that come from Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, the fruits that grow from Eretz Yisrael roots are Eretz Yisrael, the fruit, and the fruits that grow from Jordan fruits are Jordan fruits. Now, I'm not how you're supposed to figure that out, but that's what he says. And the more puts his back. My time in the, um, if we're talking about my time in the Rebbe. So why does Rebbe say that that's not the case? Because they remingle in the tree. Once you get at a certain point, that the, the the rock is going to stop, and eventually they're going to remingle. Says the but my kibbutz. So 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 what's this machlekes? I'm, I'm not sure what's going on over here. Says the more, my savar avira mevalvel, my savar hadu chodekoy vahadu chodekoy. Avira doesn't mean avira. It means the trunk, meaning further up. One holds that when you go up the trunk, eventually when the tzumah ends. It's going to be Hadam Avalvo. Okay, till that point it won't mix and mingle. <coughs> From that point on it will. And therefore we say, Kulun Vatevel Muravan Zebazah. According to the other opinion, we say that no, they won't remingle, and therefore whatever's on this side is on this side, whatever's on that side is on that side. How are you supposed to figure that out? I don't know. Good luck figuring it out. The next discussion we have in the mission is regarding the writing it on Naya Machuk, on a Erased parchment. I know it was used already once, and now you erased it, and now you want to write. You want to write again on it. So the Mishnah said, "Rabbi Yehuda says you can't use it, not in a Yamachuk and not in a Diftera, because it's easily um, forgeable, as we made up a word." But the Chacham said it's okay. Says the Gemara. Divide hides into three sections. There's really four sections in height. There's a, a level where it's considered what we call cloth. We're not discussing cloth. Cloth is when it's totally done. Now, the, the, the height processing process goes as follows. You take a height off the animal. Step number one is you salt it. Step number two is you put flour over it or something along those lines. And step number three is you put what we had yet two three days ago, the, the afitza, the gallnuts which makes it that it cannot be rewritten over on top of it. After you do all three, that's when we call it Vikarish Yisrael, Klaf. Till then, it has different names. When you only do one step in the process, it's called Matzah. When you do two steps to the process, it's called Chifa. When you do three steps to the process, it's called Diftera. And then when you're done, it's called Klaf. Those are the four names for hides in the four steps. So the more points out. Really points out really four, based on Rashi, but we're talking about we're not talking about cloth kamar. So matzah, chifa, and diftra. Matzah kemashmoi. Matzah is exactly what it sounds. Delay meliach, udelay kamiach, udelay offets. No salt, no flour, no no nothing, no additives. It's just raw the way it is. 
says the Ramah And what halachas does it come up to know that this, that's what it's called and that's what it is? says the Ramah regarding carrying a Shabbos. We know that each thing in Shabbos that you carry is dependent on the way it's used. So you want to know when is a matzah considered a matzah, meaning the hard matzah. Uh, when is it considered a matzah that you're carrying a Shabbos? As once it's enough, once it was salted, they used to use it sometimes to wrap weights in it. Once it can wrap a small weight, then it already has a shear. That if you would carry that out on Shabbos, you'd be chayav What's the smallest weight? Omer Abayaki, river, the river, the Pompadisa. Now you know. Chifa is the second step. You already added the flour. The Maliach. No, you did the first step. I'm sorry, you did Maliach. The first step, the matzah we had was Loi Maliach. This one is already Maliach. Chifa is already Maliach. But Veloi Kemiach, Veloi Ofitz. Doesn't have the other two steps. So again, Veloi Tzayashab. So we come to carrying that out. Because it's not. Or Kedelas is Kemeo. Once you can make it into an amulet, the size of an amulet, that's when it can be considered, that's what we call chifo, which is going to be chayav Shabbos if it carried out. Diftero means the maliach vikamiach badvaloi ofetz. It's salted, it's flowered, it's just not gallnutted. Whatever, we're making verbs out of nouns, etc. It doesn't matter. And lamai hilchasel, also loitzah Shabbos. Vikama shiuroi of this diftero, kadei lichter all of us I get. Oh. And that's Negeo, because according to the I'm saying, you can write it on Diftura. I'm sorry, you can't write it on Diftura. But according to Chum, you could write it on Diftura. But in, in, in Hilchah Shabbos, if it's big enough that you can write a get on it, we know the first place is himself, Gittin says a get needs to be 12 lines, so you know how much it has to be. So that would be the amount of shear of Diftura that would be Chayim or Hilchah Shabbos. Machom, Machshirim, Chum hold its kosher to use a Diftura. Man Chachamim, who are the rabbis? And what's the reason that they hold it's kosher? Omer Rebbe Lozer the Amoiro, Rebbe Lozer he the Tana. Rebbe Lozer the Amoiro says it's cheap as Rebbe Lozer the Tana. Which Rebbe Lozer the Tana? There's one Rebbe Lozer that you need to know. I mean, it comes up again and again and again. Rebbe Lozer that says the Amar Eid the Messiah Kartzi. Every time it says the Amar Eid the Messiah is referring to a person? Usually it's referring to the consensus. But over here, the Gemara is going to try to prove that it has to be that it's cheap to Shabbat Lazar. We'll see. Well, that's what we're going to do right now. Now, there's a long Rashi here. And there's a long thesis on Amr that also deals with this Rashi. Not really a long thesis. It's a small thesis, but it's, it's, it's a heavy thesis. Let's still do a little bit of Rashi inside, because we only have a couple of lines left in the Gemara. Rebbe Lazi, the Amr Chasimus I get, you have to give it over in front of witnesses. The inhu who the avdi creases, they're the one that's making the severance. The al karchach beinon edim, the alfinon erevadavadav mimamon. It's not like you have an option not to have edim. So v'hilkach lechashin l'dom mezayfa. We don't have to worry that the husband is going to forge a document. The aminon, the amaron, tzvichon lemekrayek. We already learned a couple of days ago that the edim before they give it over, they need to read it. So if the edim pick it up, we have a beit tenor inu yadi. Had there been any conditions and stipulations in the document, they would be like. I feel like there's something missing here. There's a, there's a little blank line. They would be looking at it. So you couldn't pass, meaning there's a, there's a beginning and there's an ending. If there is conditions in the document, then it would be seen there. And if it's not, if we're worried that maybe it was there and it was just erased now or added in later, that's something that the Edom would be able to pick up on that because they have to read it. Yeah, she has to bring Edom that it was given over in front of them. Yeah, listen, these Edom saw them, give me the document. 
Says the Gemara, but Avler may do Amalei be inin edim siro. But according to Yermeya, where the Chasidmas edim is enough, Iklamecha says the Yufa, the man the Samecha edi Chasimo, Isha Bali Nase beget edim evila for neinu edi Chasum. But she doesn't have to bring the actual witnesses that signed on it. And if there was a condition there and it was forged, she took out the condition. The condition was, if you pay me a million dollars. She erases that condition. She comes to the bedroom. She's like, I have a divorce. I just want, I just want to, you, know, you guys, confirm, confirm, confirm. If there's no Aiden, you don't need Aiden according to Rameir, because Aiden So who knows if that document is forged? So if the Chachamim said you're allowed to write in a difter, which is a forgeable document, it must be Shittas Rebelaza that holds Edim Mesirikarsi, and they would have picked up on a document that was played and tampered with, and therefore the whole thing makes sense. The Amr Rebelaza, yeah. Therefore, You're suggesting that Rabbi holds that you don't need signatures on a get? No, you do. He says because it's taken out Right. It's really, it is Right. Because it's taken out of it. That's it. Once you have signatures on the get, then you have the same problem. So this is bringing it in the Sira. Who will know? Very good. Good question. Tesis and Chabbez on the bottom Tesis. I just want to make sure you were saying. Look at Tesis. Tesis, ask that question on Rashi. Very good. Um. V'amar Rebelazer, Rebelazer, the Amar continues, L'hichshir Rebelazer, the Tana, Avi, five bucks if you know Rebelazer, the Tana's full name, and Rebelazer, the Amar's full name. Rebelazer, a copper. It's the Tana or the Amar? Neither. It's true. The other one. Mayor, Rebelazer, Mayor, middle name, Mayor. Rebelazer, Ben. Hi, That's Rebelazer. Rebelazer Ben, anyone know? <laughs> you are all over the place. There's Rebelazer Ben Arach, that's the Tano. And there's Rebelazer Ben, that's not the Tano that we're talking about over here. We're talking about Rebelazer Ben Shamua, the Tanner. The Amorir is Rebelazer Ben Pedas. So I No, you owe me like. I owe you. That's so much. I guess it's so bad. Rebelazer that's a good one. That one I didn't think of. I thought you would say it was a Ben Shemua, but it's really a Blessed Ben. Yeah, Pidos. All right, fine. So now you know. There's three Rebelazers that we need to know from Shas. There's two Tanoim. Okay, there's also a Blessed Kapper, obviously. And a Blessed Ben Adair. Yeah. A Blessed Ben Adair, yeah. There's two Tanoim and there's one Amayur. The famous Rebelazer in Shas, the Amayur is a Blessed Ben Pidos, Talmud of Rebbechanon. A Blessed Ben Shemua is a Talmud of Rebbechanon Mazakai, Mishnah Yisrael Zavis. And I'm sorry, Blaz ben Arach is a Talmud Rabbi Yechon Zakim Mishnayos and Avos. Blaz ben Shamu is a Talmud Rabbi Akiva. He was one of the five Talmudim after Rabbi Akiva restarted his yeshiva after losing his Talmudim. So, anyways, Rabbi Blaz, Rabbi Blaz, Rabbi Blaz, only was machsher if it happens immediately. Meaning, there can't be any gap. There can't be any gap. Says Rashi, El Alter, Sheviyase lebezdim biyom shidim salo. The day she got to get, she walks into bezdim with it, because once she starts holding on to it for days. It's very suspicious. It's a diphtero. It is, it is a forgeable document. So once she holds on to it, I don't know what she did with it. It has to be immediately. 
she doesn't have 10 days, we're worried there was some type of condition in it, and she started working on it, and over the next couple of days, she made a, uh, she made a little bit of a, yeah, amendment in the get. But Rebbechen says, no, I disagree. You know, so the get, the date is what the date is when the de- get was given over to her. As long as she brings it right away. Oh yeah, yeah. No, we don't know necessarily from the date because he could have written it and lived in America and it took three weeks to get it to to yeah, Istanbul. So one, once once this Adam that show up, so the Adam go with her to the Bezin and she she has to go now and say, I'm divorced because Bezin at that point she's allowed to lose the get and she's allowed to get married. The moment she comes to Bezin and says, Hey, I'm divorced, and Bezin looks it over and Bezin's like, Confirmed, you can go get married. She can lose the get now. She doesn't need to get anymore. She already got a hetter from Bezin to get married. But if she comes seven days later, Bezin's like, eh, man, it's a diff to her paper. Something doesn't pass the smell test. Rabbi Yechina says, no. Philomikana, that's our yom. Rabbi says, I, I don't know what the big deal is. Had there been a condition, a stipulation, the Adam would remember. And you wouldn't be able to pull it off. You wouldn't be able to, to pull a fast one. Okay, this is a discussion. We're going to move on. V'omer Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lazar says another thing. You're learning so stark, you didn't realize how fast time went. Yeah, a minute and a half, I know. From Nilsa Chag, I found that. And this is true only when it comes to Gitten. It's the only time you can have such a situation. But if it's a sale document or whatever it is, any other type of document, there it has to be something that you hold on to, and it has to be something that can't be forgeable. When Hashem tells Yom Yoanavi before the, the exile starts, Hashem tells Yom Yoanavi to go buy. Which of Torah is it? Which of Torah does Hashem tell Yom Yoanavi to buy? So, here's an advice. Okay, no. Sounds safe, but close. Which of Torah does Hashem tell Yom Yoanavi go buy a piece of real estate? Even though Golos is coming, but it's only for 70 years that you're coming back. No, that wasn't enough. Okay, so I'm going to look into it. So, Hashem says, Yom tells his Talmud Baruch put it into a jar and jug so we can hold on to it for Yom Rabbim. What does that to be Yom Rabbim? Once it's done, it's done. The Territ says that when it comes to other type of documents like a sale, that has to be something that survives. It's not on the back. Get my so I was just saying, a good advice. Hold on to the document. There's going to be an exile 70 years. Hold on to it. So put it in a place where it's safe. Does it have to be? No, it doesn't have to be.